Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Trashy Divorces, the Halloween edition. Hey, friends, I'm Alicia. My name is Stacy. Thanks so much for joining us today. It is Halloween, All Hallows' Eve, October 31st, and friends, it is a holiday episode of sorts. This is the day that the ancient Celts believed blurred the lines, where the worlds of the living and the dead become Summer, blurred. fall, winter, the harvest. Yeah, it is Samhain the ancient Celtic festival, marking the end of summer and the harvest and the beginning of winter, at least here in the upper top of the world. That's it. So today's whole episode is about blurring the lines. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we know that you have deeply wanted one particular story. So who do you have for us this week, Alicia? Good Lord, there's no better blurred lines story than the trashy divorce of Paula Patton. And Robin Thicke, that is where we start in the beginning half of the show. In the second half of the show, we blur lines even further by answering questions that you have sent in to us. Absolutely. Y'all, does, we... Does not feel awkward at all. <laughs> <laughs> we asked for your questions. You gave us your questions. We covered as many as we could. If we didn't get to your question, don't worry. We got them saved for the next round. Or we'll reach out to you individually and answer them because we really do like to answer your questions. Mm -hmm. Before we begin, shall we peer into our magical Halloween mirror? We absolutely should. Big thanks and love to our new Patreon supporters who've joined us over at patreon.com slash trashy divorces for early and ad free ups, dumpster dives, trashy content kind of all week long. We adore you. Big love and thanks. Thank you so much to Aimless One. I feel that way myself. Sandra Y, Sarah K, Aaron H, Deanna A, Antonia M, Marcus G, and Kathy. Also want to give a super big shout out to our latest super supporter, Trash Candy Connoisseur, Heather M. We can't wait to meet you in the salons. Thank you so much to all of our patrons, all of our returning Sunday listeners. Oh no, Alicia, I feel the veil closing. We better go, go, go. Alicia, you've got one, arguably, for our Canadian listeners. This week, we are really blurring the lines. Mm -hmm. That song, Blurred Lines, captured not only the Billboard charts, but the world's ears in 2013. And that song turned out to be the linchpin in the destruction of what seemed to be, for a very long time, the perfect partnering. Today, Trash Panda Nation, it is your longed-for, much-requested, trashy divorce, of Paula Patton and Robin Thicke. These two love doves begin in 1993. They're out in 2014. 21 years That's of a, a long solid marriage. relationship. Yeah. Where does it all go wrong? Show me the blurred lines, which maybe aren't all that blurred. Holy cat, y'all. This is a hot mess. <laughs> Let us commence into the trashy. In order for it to go wrong, at some point, it must go right. 
So what is the backstory on each of our players here? How do we get this couple hooking up? We shall begin with Robin. Robin Thicke, born March 10th, 1977 in Los Angeles. He is a Pisces man. His dad, as you mentioned, Canadian actor Alan Thicke. Robin's mother is Gloria Loring, who plays Liz Chandler on Days of Our Lives. Okay. She's a singer, too. Uh, Her song that she did with Carl Anderson, Friends and Lovers. It's this duet. Do you remember? I'll be your friend. Okay. I'm not going to sing any more than that. But once you hear it, you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, yes, I remember that song. Yeah, rings a bell. You remember that song because it's going to reach number two on the Billboard Top 100. It's kind of a big deal in the mid-1980s. All right. Spiderwebs everywhere. Robin's parents divorce when he's seven. Robin has an older brother and a younger half-brother, and they're keeping it all in the family. Robin decides to do some small acting parts, but music is really where it's at for Robin. And his dad, Alan Thicke, really wants to help encourage his son, but his son wants to drop out of school, be in a band. And Alan Thicke's like, nah, dude, you gotta graduate. Graduate first and then go do whatever you're gonna do. I'll support you. So Robin has this vocal group. It's called As One, and they really want to make a demo. Okay, but are you ready for this weird turn of a spider web? Al Jarreau is going to step in. Al Jarreau is an uncle to another one of the group members in Robin's vocal group As One. Interesting. So Uncle Al Mm -hmm. is going to step in, nice Uncle Al Jarreau, and step in with some funds to make a demo. The demo that the group makes is going to make its way to Brian McKnight, who Robin Thicke will think of as a mentor. One thing leads to another. Brian McKnight gets Robin Thicke to Jimmy Iovine, landing a recording contract at the age of 16. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Robin's going to hook up with his buddy, Brian Austin Green from 90210, and they're going to make a hip-hop band because it's the early 90s. Sure. I guess. Now, Robin, he's got a recording contract at 16. He's going to move out. Wow. At 17. Mm -hmm. See you, mom and dad. Or I guess they divorced. But yeah, okay. So Robin's working. He's doing his things. His parents are encouraging of this. But hey, maybe moving out at 17 took three long years because Robin is going to meet his bride, Paula Patton, in 1991. A little bit about Paula here. Paula's born on December 5th, 1975, a little older, two years older than Robin. She's a Sagittarius girl. She's also born in Los Angeles. Paula's mom is a teacher. Her dad is an attorney. Paula graduates from Alexander Hamilton High School and heads off to the University of California at Berkeley, eventually transferring to the University of Southern California Film School. Okay. Okay, great. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. See, these two lovebirds have met. When Robin is 14 and Paula is 16, the year is 1991 when they meet, and it is at an under-21 hip-hop club on the Sunset Strip in L.A. Of course, there is one of those. (laughs) That hip-hop club is in part owned by Danny, what's his last name from Married with Children? The son, Danny Fostolino, that guy. Okay. It's his hip-hop, under-21 hip-hop club. Wow. Okay. So... In the club, 14-year-old Robin will ask 16-year-old Paula to dance. And the song that is playing 
is Stevie Wonder's jungle fever. Something groovy happens, and the couple is not in love immediately, but maybe something sparked. It'll take two years, give or take. Like maybe Paula's maybe waiting for him to turn 16. Maybe. Being able to drive is a kind of a cool skill. Big deal. Uh, it's 1993 when the 16-year-old now Robin. Maybe she had a rule about no recording contract, no date. So I, I don't know. Uh, 16-year-old Robin, 18-year-old Paula begin in 1993. And it's steady onward. Leading to their June 11th, 2005 wedding after 12 years of dating. They finally cross the wedding threshold. Okay. Okay, this may be the best spiderweb of the whole darn story. So when Paula goes shopping for her 2005 wedding invitations for the big day with Robin for their nuptials, Mm -hmm. Paula's going to hop it on down to the paper source. I love the paper Mm -hmm. source. And lo and behold, there's the sweetest gal behind the counter. She's a struggling actress and struggling actress... I mean, it's L.A. Yeah, knows you got to have a J-O-B, honey. So the sweet little girls working at the paper source part-time to help pay the bills. Paula will recall that she had this beautiful writing. That moment, I feel like I said something to her like, you are really meant to be kind of royal. She was just so graceful and lovely and actually really kind. That sales clerk at the paper source, her royal highness, Duchess of Sussex, <laughs> Meghan Markle. Wow. Meghan Markle does the calligraphy she, on the wedding invitations for Robin Thicke and Paula Patton. Practicing her calligraphy so that she can write British. <laughs> so she can write a hell of a lot of thank you notes for the yeah. wedding she will have Woo. in 2018. I'm just saying, Meghan Markle, you are a woman of surprises. I did not see calligraphy coming. Who knew? Okay, so things are going great with handwriting like that to start your nuptials, right? Robin and Paula welcome their first and only child into the world in 2010. They really, I mean, they have been, they have paced their relationship out very. Solid, good, long relationship. Almost 20 years, these Mm -hmm. two. Now, Paula has been singing. She's worked with Usher. She's an actress, too. Like, she's steadily working, singing, and supporting her husband. On his artistic journey, mm-hmm. his art and his music. And he's supporting her too on her journey and like lovebirds. Mm-hmm. Happiest marriage in Hollywood for a long, long time. Were either of them famous before Blurred Lines? Is that kind of what put him into the stage or was he? She was. She'd had a number of acting roles. Okay. Yeah, number of acting roles. So she is. A little bit higher on the marquee okay. than he is before Blurred Lines. Gotcha. Because let me tell you that Robin Thicke in his musical career after that 16-year-old recording contract, mm-hmm. he's writing, he's singing, but he has for a long time in his mood, AF, this like long-haired hippie dude thing, but he's an R&B singer and he's trying to break through which is kind of weird for a white dude who looks a lot like Jesus. Like, he had this whole long hair, hippie vibe, can you point the way to my hostel, I'm lost Mm. kind of thing going on. Gotcha. No, no, it's patchouli. (laughs) (laughs) What What I need you to know here is his 2013 hit and image in the slick suits and the sharp hair is, 
He is not an overnight sensation. Complete makeover. He has been working for this for years and years, from the early 90s to breaking through a bit more and more until he lands his breakout in 2013. It is on his sixth studio album. After deciding to go by Robin Thicke instead of just Thicke, which was his R&B hippie name. I mean, people make choices that the song Breakthrough happens. And this song, Blurred Lines, has momentum for sure. You could not escape it in 2013. Completely true. It was number one on Billboard, number one in 13 other countries. It was the song of the summer. It was the song of the year. It was everywhere. His career is taking off. Paula's career is cooling down a little bit. So her critics say that this is what causes the acrimony is that, oh, he's, you know, it's, it's all Paula's fault. Sure. But I think the story will bear out that, in fact, it might not be Paula's fault. I, I will say, I mean, we have certainly covered stories where a status flip causes a little breakdown. Yeah, because 2013 happens and the names on the marquee have changed mm-hmm. and his struggling career is about to, mm-hmm. whoa, peak at totally new heights. And the thing he's been working for and the thing she's been waiting for. And it, uh, yeah, maybe it doesn't go as planned. Miley Cyrus licks him or something. I, oh, I don't let's, know. Let, let, let's, let's get to that. Mm-hmm. So breaking on through the song Blurred Lines in the spring, which 2013 really does begin a terrible year for Robin, mostly due to his own choices, to be fair. But alas, let us commence to summer and August of 2013 and a much simpler time. Until the VMA Awards aired on August 25th. It was a big VMA that year. In the history of trashy award shows, Mm -hmm. this one ranks pretty high. Mm -hmm. Miley Cyrus has a legendary performance. There is a lot happening in that clip. It is a social commentary of some sort. Why the producers of Cats, the movie, just last year did not ask her based on that performance alone. To have a cat role, I will never know. There's some big cat energy in that performance. Bears and pandas too. And I cannot help but feel that that was a real missed casting opportunity. (laughs) Anyway, VMA. She breaks out with her party party song. And then there's Robin for his Blurred Lines part. If you do not remember, uh, the video for that is on our page with sources. But just to recall, there is a foam finger. There's some licking There is some pretty aggressive twerking. Mm -hmm. Stories differ here on the amount of knowledge that each player had about this. Mm -hmm. Robin Thicke says, I didn't know any of that was going to happen. Miley Cyrus is like, dude, you were in dress rehearsals with me and approved my nude cat suit. You said it collaborated well with your video, which if we can just take a moment to talk about that video Why, for the love of God, would you put giant silver balloons in the back of your video that spell Robin Thicke has a big D? Diner. (laughs) Dinosaur. Dinosaur. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Dinner plate. Sure. Sure. Uh Uh-huh. A desert. Maybe maybe. maybe he bought property with his blurred money. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I will conclude the song is super catchy. As well as entirely problematic. (laughs) 
I'm here to tell you I, I about the trashy divorce. I think that's the consensus view of that song. Yeah, yes. like I, I'm, I'm here for the trashy divorce, not the implications or justifications by any contributing member of the song or the video. I am certain that a podcast or a theoretical white paper exists somewhere to examine the societal impact of the 2013 Blurred Lines phenomenon. I believe much digital ink was spilled. Trashy Divorces is not that podcast or white paper. But we're going to scoot along to the point, which is Blurred Lines and the breakthrough song causes big fat problems. Big fat problems. First problem. Robin Thicke and his co-writer Pharrell Williams are sued by the estate of Marvin Gaye for what the family of Marvin Gaye views as stealing Marvin's 1977 disco funk classic, Got to Give It Up. This means that Robin and Pharrell Williams are going to be headed to court, which means a lot of depositions before court, which Robin does admittedly on vodka and Vicodin in 2014. I mean, that's one way to approach a legal matter, I guess. Well, it turns out not to be great for his testimony or the case in general. So Mm -hmm. hold on to that. The second challenge in this blurred lines equation is that, well, his wife Paula is pretty mad. She's pretty mad. She feels really disrespected after the VMAs and rightfully so. Hard to believe. Robin also comes home from tour for the promo of the album and admits to sleeping with seven women Hmm. without protection. Wow. Also in 2013, it's a bad, bad year. Rumors about his cheating are rampant, helped by this picture where the back mirror is included in the picture. You're like, you got to be careful what you're showing. But Robin is posing with the fan, but the mirror oh, behind no. him shows his hand on her derriere. Hmm. Oh, that's the D. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Thicke has a big derriere. <laughs> you found it. <laughs> okay. Robin, after being asked about, mm-hmm. hey, your hand is on this lady's butt, does not explain anything about that, but helpfully adds, my only comment about the so-called scandalous photo would be that my wife and I are perfectly in love and very happily married. He's going to tell this to Star. So no complaints there, he says. In the same interview, he will continue saying he and Paula have the greatest love of the century and the most functional, dysfunctional okay. marriage in Hollywood. So he's saying it's not perfect, but it's pretty great. Maybe not so much, buddy. Because after 21 years together and nine years of marriage, it is February 24th, 2014, when the separation is announced. Divorce is officially filed for in early October 2014, citing... Irreconcilable differences. Oh, maybe that's the D. Differences. <laughs> Okay, Robin Thicke is going to turn to music to heal his broken heart. And he makes a whole album Mm. called Paula with 14 tracks. Bro. With names like, wait, you're my fantasy. Get her back. Love can grow back. A review in The Atlantic described the project as follows. Quote, it's messy. It's generally (laughs) grammatically incoherent and humiliating for everyone involved. I mean, talk about wallowing in public. Robin's going through some things. Sure. And the album, Paula. You know who can do that? Adele. (laughs) 
Robin does not have the same post-breakup album success that I think Adele is uh-huh. going to have. Mm-hmm. The album Paula is not a success. <laughs> okay, neither is Robin's promo tour for the fledgling album. So in every performance, there are tears and apologies. Oh, no. And y'all sing along and help me get her back. No. Mm-hmm. No. There's an interview with the New York Times in 2015 which again, wowza, y'all, all sources are linked, but he's talking about this album. And this is the one quote from that article I did have to get in. The interviewer asks, I think it's Jody Rosen says, so when you talk about a gesture being embarrassing instead of romantic, is that the way you feel about Paula, the album you released at the time of your breakup? <laughs> it's It's the last line in here you're really going to like. Okay. Robin Thicke responds, look, my songwriting has always been autobiographical and always will be. The album Paula was no different. I was struggling through my toughest time and I decided to share it. And I remember my team and my record company didn't want me to put it out, but they stuck by me. In hindsight, the only thing I would have done differently was I wouldn't have promoted it or sold it. I would have given it away. That would have kept the purity of the message intact. There's a thing called YouTube if you want to just give it away. <laughs> the purity of the message. Bless your heart, Whew. Robin Thicke. Wow. I mean, he's going through some things and I do not want to be unsympathetic to that. We're going to we're going to get into that. Good Lord. All of the divorce relationship, separation, divorce filing, custody court stuff is happening in 2014. Another thing that happens in 2014 is the judgment given for the estate of Marvin Gaye's family's lawsuit. A jury orders Robin Thicke and Pharrell Williams to pay a stunning $7.3 million to the family. I remember when that happened. Part of where it goes wrong. In his deposition, Robin Thicke admits to abusing pills and alcohol when Blurred Lines became a hit. He will say that year was a whirlwind of fame, success, and overindulgence all coming to a head. He begins initially taking painkillers to manage terrible back pain from constant flights and will reflect the painkillers became part of the release. I was in a bad place. Your deposition probably isn't helped when in your deposition, an attorney asks Robin, do you consider yourself an honest person? And what did he answer? It's a pretty blunt response. Uh, Robin Thicke answers, no, that's why I'm separated. I told my wife the truth, and that's why she left me. Wow. Mm -hmm. So Robin admits that he changed after his career took off, which is what contributes to the fallout of the marriage. In an interview with Hot 97, he says, we're apart because we just couldn't be together anymore for a while. There's a hundred different reasons. There isn't just one. There's a long list. I changed, I got a little too selfish, a little too greedy, and a little too full of myself. This is actually, I mean, it's all fairly understandable. It's too bad. It's too bad. It really is. The divorce becomes final in 2015, but the legal wrangling does not end there, right? It would be one thing like, I got full of myself, the marriage ended, let's work out what we need to work out and move along and live happy lives. But it does not stop there. These two mudsling. For the next few years. Now, to Robin's credit, it seems like with the passing of his father, Alan Thicke, in 2016, 
that Robin has some kind of wake up call. Doesn't happen immediately, but he's like, yes, I need to get my life back on track and do better things for myself and my kid. But in the fallout of post-divorce, Robin is then investigated by the Los Angeles Child and Family Services following allegations of child abuse for spanking their son. Apparently, this is reported to the school that reports it to the county. There's been a shift in visitation about this. Paula, at one point, will go back to court seeking a restraining order for herself and her mother, along with requesting only supervised visits with the child. Her updated filing will cite drug abuse, infidelity, and physical abuse. Hmm. Robin denies all of this. On the child abuse part, that has been dismissed by the county. Additionally, you've got kind of coming out that Alan Thicke and Paula maybe didn't get along. She is not allowed to come to his funeral in 2016. Oh, that... Interesting. Okay. Our friends at Us Weekly will say that Robin says during the divorce proceedings, it is my belief that Paula holds residual anger towards me because I and my family would not permit her or her family to attend the funeral of my father on December 20th, 2016. Paula did not have a positive relationship with my father. As such, she was not welcome at his funeral. It is my belief that Paula only wanted to attend because it would have resulted in additional public exposure for her. Paula, for her part, has shown no outward signs of ill will at all to her former father-in-law. On Instagram, in the wake of his passing, she posts a really nice message. I knew Alan since I was 15 years old, and he had a tremendous effect on my life. I loved and respected him so much. So many great memories and laughs together. We will miss him so much. His grandson is quite sure he is still here with us in spirit. Like, not acrimonious. Mm -hmm. Pretty nice. Okay. She's mad. He's mad. Everybody's mad. Everybody's mudslinging. After a lot of back and forth, finally, in August of 2017, a custody agreement was reached. (laughs) The kid was 30 by that point. (laughs) No, kid was like seven. Six or seven by that point. So as of today, 2021, the press is reporting that things have never been better between the couple. Robin Thicke says that he and Paula have never been better thanks to a solid system of communication and transparency. He will go on record saying, we're very lucky the way everything has worked out. He'll tell people there's so much emotion when you first break up and there's so much stuff that spills over. But time heals those wounds, and she's an incredible person. Once you can put yourself second, and your sun rises to the top, and you go, it's not about us anymore. So Robin, let's talk about it, has moved along in his love life. In 2014, blurred lines, we're moving all over the chronological Mm -hmm. scale here. In 2014, about six months after his split from Paula, Robin meets model April Lovegeary. They first appear together when she, in 2015... When she finally turns 21. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) I suppose they're doing fine enough. In 2018, they welcome their first child. (laughs) Mazel. Irish twins here. Another pregnancy is announced that same year in 2018. The couple will get engaged Christmas Eve of 2018. Next kid announced in 2019. They have another kid in late 2020. No wedding bells yet, but... 
hooked up since 2014, three kids together. It's hard to plan a wedding with three kids, I think. I guess she is going to max make the most of her youth. That's a lot of babies. He's moved on. Clearly. He's happy. Started a family. Seems to be clean. Mm, and good. yeah, that like is good. really kind of working it out. I think he's had, it appears that there have been some lessons learned mm -hmm. from his fall from grace as nasty and clumsy Humpty Dumpty as that fall was. Now, Paula post-divorce dated a realtor for a little while, but as of late, it's looking like a wiser Paula is figuring herself out a bit. She will talk to Essence a bit about her divorce and her single life. And this is where it gets kind of cool. She's taken things slow on the dating scene, right? She's a working mom after all. She says, I haven't been doing too much of it. It's kind of strange. Listen, Robin and I, we, I met him when I was 15 years old. So I have no idea what I'm doing, mm -hmm. but it's exciting. It's fun. I'm having a blast. So where her dating adventures will take her are a little unclear, but she knows exactly the kind of man that's going to catch her eye. You know what the biggest thing is for me, she says? Somebody who really just likes to have fun. I want a man, but I want a man that also wants to embrace his inner child, you know? Laugh, have fun, enjoy the moment. I just, I just want to be happy. Life is too short. And there is no blurred line at all <laughs> about that. Life is too short, and we should all do our very best to be the happiest we can every mm -hmm. single day. Absolutely. Trash cans. 10 million of them. For sure. All diamond. 10 million for the number of certified sales in the United States for blurred lines. Was Wait, did you say diamond? Oh, I did because is, that, is that is the, the certification status. Is that the D word? Oh, Robin Thicke has a big diamond. There we go. <laughs> 10 million diamond trash cans. All right. So many. I mean, it seems like these two eventually pulled it together, but for a long yeah. time, it was really, really ugly. Really, really trashy. You wonder when people get together that young. You know, what do you know at 15? Right. And what, like, what don't you pick up along the way because that box is checked or whatever? So it, honestly, it's not terribly surprising that it was a high conflict split. Trashy. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. is your long awaited trashy divorce of Robin Thicke and Paula Patton with an appearance by Meghan Markle. Hmm. And Al Jarreau. <laughs> well, thank you. That was, I know that's been long awaited and uh, that was nicely done. Whew. Let's take a quick break. Yep. When we come back, we're going to. Spooktacular Q&A. Spooktacular Q&A. All kinds of fun stuff. We'll see you back after the break. Hey, Trash Pandas, when you need a brain break from your day, let me recommend the game June's Journey for Android and iPhone. It's a hidden object mystery game where you are solving a murder, uncovering family secrets, and, I don't know, exposing official corruption? All in an extremely stylish 1920s setting. Every scene takes you deeper into the mystery and introduces you to an expansive cast of characters as June Parker explores the questions surrounding her sister's apparent murder-suicide at the family's beachfront estate. Add your own elements to the island, from lush gardens to gorgeous new buildings. This story has so many twists and turns. Right now, we are on a global journey attempting to rescue June's niece, Virginia. It's a great combo of gameplay. It's a memory puzzle, a design project, an intriguing storyline with genuinely fabulous art. 
When you want to let your mind wander, relax into this glorious 1920s murder mystery and get lost in the fun. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. While it is hard to follow National Cat Month, October is bringing it strong with National Women's Small Business Month. The Women's Business Ownership Act, signed into law in October of 1988, finally ended the requirement some states still had for a man to co-sign on a woman's business loan. The four pillars of the law were to address the need for technical training to maximize growth potential of women-owned business, inequality of access to commercial credit, virtual exclusion of women-owned business from government procurement activities, and the inadequacy of information and data relative to women-owned business. 30 years later, the annual business survey reports that there are more than 1.1 million small businesses owned by women. This number is growing every year. More than half of these businesses have one to four employees. That's right, ladies. Making the most of the gig economy, we are talking about you too. From your Trashy Divorces family and our friends at the Oak Tree Group, thank you for supporting women-owned businesses. To all the women also running a business, big shout out to you. For your free one-hour financial consultation, contact the Oak Tree Group at www.theoaktreegroup.net or call them at 770-319-1700. There's never a wrong time to take a look at the things that are keeping you from living your best life. And if now is your moment, we recommend BetterHelp. BetterHelp is confidential, convenient, and safe professional counseling with your own licensed therapist. BetterHelp's quick questionnaire matches you with a counselor in under 24 hours. You can message your counselor at any time, even between scheduled phone or video sessions. Not clicking with your counselor? No problem. It's free to change. 
BetterHelp is available worldwide and offers specialized expertise that may just not be available where you live. It's also more affordable than traditional counseling, and financial aid is available. It's just never been easier to find a licensed professional counselor who specializes in what you're working through. In fact, so many people are using BetterHelp that they are recruiting counselors in all 50 U.S. states. We want you to start living your happiest life today. As a Trashy Divorces listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com trashy. Join more than 1 million people who are taking charge of their mental health. Visit betterhelp.com trashy. Hey, everybody. We are back with our trick-or-treat Q&A. Spectacular. Big shout-outs. Big questions. Shout-outs and questions. That sounds very much like the, uh, <laughs> like the theme here. Trashy Divorces has a big... Big pile of questions. <laughs> <laughs> we have some shout-outs as well. We do. I want to give a shout-out to Julie Kay. I got the nicest email from her. Thank you, Julie Kay. Sean. Sean is the best. Sean sent me all of these delightful Mama cast things. I did a whole kind of play with her on Patreon, and Sean found all the most amazing undercover Mama cast songs and Sean got the surprise phone call for me this week. Sometimes uh-huh. the trashy mood happens. Yes. You send me an email. You I may, might you just may call get a you. Phone call, you yeah. never know. And circling back to the magic mirror, Deanna this week joined. Kim F. joined last week too. I didn't know about Kim and Deanna. They were brought into our team Trash Candy Panda Nation by our fellow Patreon super supporter, Nancy. So I wanted to give a big shout out to... Kim and Deanna and Nancy, as well as all of your trash panda communities that happen out there. It sounds like it's a pack of trash pandas. I like a pack of trash pandas. We have a lot of listeners who have their pack of trash panda friends. And shout out to y'all. We love it that you share the trash with your buddies. I believe we have some breaking engagement news. We do. do, do, do. Congratulations on your engagement. We have two of our trash panda lovers, Ben and Melissa, got engaged in no less of a place, the finest city in the world, in Paris last week. Congratulations. Congratulations, Ben and Melissa. I understand there is a canine offspring who's very excited. Gus, their sweetest doggo, is thrilled and has announced his parents' Upcoming nuptials on a very fetching kerchief. No longer the product of a broken home. <laughs> Good job, Gus. Good job, Gus. Way to go, Ben and Melissa. Mm-hmm. We wish you all the very trashy best. Mazel, we never want to cover you on this show. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Stay happy. Stay happy. Do well. Be trashy together, not apart. Okay. Shall we move on to the scintillating questions that listeners have sent in. We did get some really good questions from listeners. Mm -hmm. Y'all, if you have questions for us, send them to us. Most of the time we answer questions individually, but I figured we got a whole crew here. Let's answer them on air for our trick-or-treat grab bag episode. All right. So Kelly from the land down under has a question. If I get a boy kitten, should I name him Freddy after Mercury or Elton after John? Apparently, this is quite a topic of discussion at their home in Australia. It's a good question, really. I think I'm Team Freddy. Team Freddy? Yeah, I just... It's a very energetic 
sort of persona. I don't know. I have to say I'm on Team Elton. Really? Yeah, mm. on this one. It may depend on the cat. I'm sure it does depend on the cat. It may depend on the cat. So I would like to propose an alternate solution. If you meet the cat and Get it's a not a Freddie Mercury or an Elton John, may I suggest Warren Zevon? Kind of hits the middle road between them in some way in my brain. Okay. Left field. Didn't see that coming. I remain uh, Team Freddy. I mean, Freddy's a good name for a cat, mm-hmm. but Elton would be a good name for a cat too. I think you have to meet the cat. I think cats tell you their name. Yeah. When they're ready. Anyway, good luck. We do hope that you get a boy cat. And we want to see pictures and we hope that he is not as terrible as our boy cat, Inman. I don't understand what you're saying. Um, (laughs) Next question. Maya would like to know, Alicia, why do we say go, go, go at the end of our intro? This is a very personal thing to me Mm -hmm. and a little silly, but just my little homage. We live down here in Atlanta and the Indigo Girls have been... Very impactful in my life for a very long time. One of my favorite songs by Amy Ray is a song called Go. And in the refrain chorus of this song, it is go, go, go. The whole song is about rising up and doing the thing. And when we started out, we actually have another good question from Cindy M about how did we create our first season subjects? We went into this like, okay, if we've got one season to do this, Who do we want to do? That's how we kind of came up with the first season. But in that first season, with me, it was the same thing. Go, go, go. It's such an anthem. Go is a wonderful anthem to... We'll put a link to the song in show notes. Oh, yeah. That's why I say go, go. It's a hidden homage to the Indigo Girls. I didn't even realize it was a thing until, like, friends pointed it out to me. It was my secret subversive thing. Yeah, I I didn't even notice. And I like to do things, see if you pay attention, episodes. see if I you're catching up. Clearly was not. <laughs> Brandy D has a burning question, which is, are leggings in fact pants? So I don't actually understand the question. Leggings, of course, are pants. What What's the issue? What, why is this? Why is this burning? I think the burning question is not so much about the pant identifier. I think it is more about waistbands and buttons, right? So I own several items of clothing called sweatpants, which, ha ha, they put the word right in there. So you can't argue. So leggings, they go over your legs. I mean, it's right there in the name coverings, leg tunics. I'm going to say leggings or pants as long as you cover your butt. I feel like as long as you cover your big D derriere. Uh, um, yeah, I feel like I feel like leggings have to be pants. But let yes. me let me know if I'm missing something in this. I think the athleisure field has expanded quite a bit since many of us worldwide have been in lockdown. Hmm. I would say, in fact, yes, leggings are pants. Would I wear leggings to like an interview? Probably not. But am I rocking them out? Pretty much every other time of the day, you betcha. But if it's an interview to be a personal trainer or right, oh, like then, then that's the outfit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're not a dress. They're not a skirt. I guess leggings can be shorts, although I think there's a different term for them. Anyway, they're they're pants. My answer here, when I just go fifty thousand feet, as long as you are not leaving your home naked. 
you are in fact dressed. Just put on your good leggings before <laughs> you go the to the- not the only ones, yeah. Before you go to the place. And change your underwear too. Anyway, I hope that we've answered that for you, Brandy. <laughs> Carrie A. asks, what is your all-time favorite trashy divorce? How would you answer that? Like, I just, I just love the, look, I realize these are painful episodes in people's lives. And so like mocking them is not great, but the ones where people just absolutely lose it. So like Alec Baldwin calling his daughter, <laughs> leave. like, I, I like those types. Um, how about you? Setting the art on fire in the safe yes. in the Paris yes. hotel room. Yeah, you tend to like them trashy. My favorite trashy divorces probably are the more tender ones. I will always be a fan of all the old Hollywood trashy divorces. The trash just was a little more scintillating then. It's it's like kids. You can't pick a favorite. <laughs> Every trashy divorce has their own special thing. All-time favorite trashy divorce. Probably that we've covered on the show is the one that's not a trashy divorce at all. Zelda and Scott Fitzgerald, the one that should have been mm. a divorce. But I can't pick favorites. Every trashy divorce has a special place in my own trashy, trashy heart. Same, same, same. So um, for spooky season, Carrie continues, what is your go-to favorite horror movie? Horror movies are not my favorite, but I will tell you my favorite spooky season movie, which is the eternal classic, Arsenic and Old Lace. Hmm. 100%. Every year I'll be watching it this evening. I love it. Arsenic and Old Lace is my favorite. How about you? I do not do horror, but I did begin a rewatch of Buffy the Vampire Slayer a few nights ago. And that first season is rough. Like sci-fi, fantasy, horror, blah, blah budgets for television, are they leave a bit to be desired. But anyway, I loved the series when it aired the first time. I've rewatched a lot of it since. And I don't know. Buffy and Arsenic and Old Lace. I We're mean, old school. Quite the pair. <laughs> <laughs> Heather would like to know another near and dear to my heart question. Why is perimenopause so awful and how much of it is due to patriarchy? 100% is due to patriarchy. It's a lot due to <laughs> patriarchy. It is awful though. Whew. We are both in very different stages mm-hmm. of our perimenopause and I will tell you it's pretty awful. It's not great. We have been known to give some tips for wicking underwear, (laughs) how to keep cool at night, sleep wicking things, things that cool you off, things that make you less irritable. I don't know why perimenopause is so awful, Heather. I wish I had an idea, but I can definitively say that 100% of it has got to be due to the patriarchy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that seems right. So Alicia, Kate S., called in a question and then I fumbled the audio. So um, I have a transcript, but essentially she is getting into doing art, even though I guess earlier in her life, she was discouraged from such. And so she's having the time of her life and wants to know if you have a favorite medium, you know, what is that? And she would like the cats to know that they are loved. (laughs) Aww. Kitty babies, thank you, Kate, for your voicemail. Art is amazing. I encourage everybody to follow whatever creative journey that is. I paint. I use acrylics. I use watercolors. Sometimes I use oil. 
I like canvas and working out what my brain looks like on a canvas. However, whatever your artistic journey is, go do that. Find the thing that you're curious about. There are a million ways to manifest creativity, whether it be in visual arts or music or writing or making delicious sourdough bread or whatever. Follow your curiosity. I will always recommend for anyone wanting to begin a creative journey or reconnect to themselves on their creative journey, the book Big Magic by Mm. Elizabeth Gilbert. Mm -hmm. It is my talisman. I listen to chapters of this probably every day and have for a number of years. It is a phenomenal resource if you need a little bit of courage and guts to get over your fear of becoming a creative person. If you already are in your creative journey, it's a good touchback to remind yourself of some things and continue and and get some tips and encouragement on your way to evolving your creative journey. And I want to see your art, Kate S. Show me, show me what you got. Share yeah. it. Share it. I just think there's never been a better time for exploring whatever interests you. I mean, just between YouTube, right? Like we just, everything is at our fingertips now, which makes the state of the world a little unsettling because we should, this should be maximum joy for the human species. Absolutely. And instead we're all trying to tear each other apart. So I'm going to go back to Paula Patton. Life is too short. Mm. Go be happy. Go figure out what it is that you're curious about and Happiness will follow. All right. We got one last question, I think, from Kelly P., who wants to know who our favorite authors are. A favorite topic of ours, always. I know you have, you like literature. Oh, I love literature. You do. I'm a little more, I don't know, middle brow in my reading. Not ashamed of it. I am someone who has read all 40-something Discworld books from Terry Pratchett. And I am proud of this fact. (laughs) So uh, I would, just by sheer number of books by an author that I have read, I'm sure that Terry Pratchett wins that category. But lately I've been listening to a lot of uh, Becky Chambers writes a particularly soothing kind of hope punk form of sci-fi. N.K. Jemisin, her Broken Earth series was just so beautiful unbelievably good. John Scalzi writes a lot of very funny sci-fi, but more serious works too, but I like his approach. Uh, Dennis Taylor, we talked about with um, our book club a few weeks ago. Uh, He wrote a bunch of, I think, audible only audiobooks that I'm sure now you can get in book form, but thoroughly enjoy those. And from nonfiction, I think the best nonfiction thing I've encountered in the last couple of years is Heather McGee's The Sum of Us. It gives such a clear lens to kind of how we got where we are as a country right now. Plus, as an audiobook, her voice is like unbelievably soothing. And what are yours, Alicia? Recently, I have been one of my trashy, trashy favorites for all time and has been since I was a middle schooler, Dominic Dunn. I am in the process of reading through his entire archive as I'm prepping for Mm -hmm. season two of Done and Done, which starts tomorrow, this coming Monday. Your other podcast. My other podcast, my true crime podcast. 
This season, we're going to a New York state of crime in Done and Done. So I've been rediscovering and getting a little bit further into some of his readings. Every time I see whichever book it is you have on your bedside table. Anyway, because Dune is everywhere, I I keep, I'm like, oh, she has Dune on her. No, no it's, it's done. It's done. Dominic Dunn. Hey, maybe we'll throw a trailer for Done and Done on the back end of this episode. Okay. Y'all can check that out. If you are a true crime person, you might like this season of Done and Done. It's going to be a really, really good one. And I think that wraps up our trashy Q&A spooktacular for the day. Yeah. I think so. Hopefully you have been enjoying all of the pumpkin-y goodness out in the world. We will be back on Wednesday with a brand new Trashy Breakups. If you need more trash candy in the meantime, don't forget, you can always get some free episodes over on our free Patreon link. Where do we find that, Stacey? It's bit.ly slash trash candy. And if you want access to the entire Patreon catalog, join us over there at patreon.com slash trashy divorces. Thank you so much, Trash Pandas. Thank you for, for your questions. In. Yeah, for your questions, for tuning in and listening. Enjoy your spooktacular Halloween. Be safe out there. We'll catch you back on Wednesday. And until we talk again, keep your hands clean. Keep your candy bags full. Keep those hearts trashy. Bye, everybody. Bye, friends. Alicia from Done and Done here, your hostess on this podcast journey, all things Dominic Dunn. You, my dearest investigators, have been so patient and kind, which is more than I can say for quite a few of the sordid cast of characters coming at you this season on Done and Done beginning Monday, November 1st. Our man Dominic spent a great deal of time in the Empire State. In his early days, he observed. In his later days, he wrote about the cafe society scandals, the high crimes and misdemeanors, as well as its murders. So many murders. I invite you to join me this season on Done and Done as we take a journey into a New York state of crime. From Manhattan to Montauk, from the Hudson to the Hamptons. Every Monday beginning November 1st is your done day. Subscribe now to catch your ticket to ride the investigation this season on Done and Done. That's D-O-N-E and D-U-N-N-E on all podcatchers now. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at CarbonMade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram. And definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio.
You can contact us at TrashyDivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at TrashyDivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at Patreon.com slash TrashyDivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening. Keep it trashy y'all.